I got a little Chick-fil-A tonight. Oh, yeah. And uh, asked him for the uh, diet lemonade. I don't know what's diet about it, but <laughs> not <laughs> anywhere close to it. All right. Well, hey, everybody, what's going on? TJ here with, uh, well, you probably think it might be Midlife Hockey Crisis, and it, once upon a time it was, but as you may have seen, we have rebooted. We're doing something a little different, and we are uh, the Midlife Sporting Crisis now. Um, got a brand-new co-host, uh, our previous co-host, uh, Dave Dickerson. Uh, just got super busy with school. He is uh, in school becoming uh, learning how to become a physical therapist, something I think he is going to be absolutely fantastic at. And uh, looking forward to uh, maybe having him back on here, uh, give us a little update on what he's up to here in a few weeks. Uh, we'll reach out to him, see what's going on. Hopefully that works out, but we will find out one way or another. I'm going to share this to Facebook right now. This is the first time we've been live in a long time. And uh, before we go any further, I want to take this opportunity to introduce – a uh, very good friend of mine, somebody known for six, seven years now, something like yeah. that. And uh, our new co-host, uh, Aaron Brownwell. Aaron, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How's it going? It, it is going good. I know we've been talking about doing this now for, for quite some time, yeah. and uh, we, we, we finally pulled it off. Yep. N nothing nothing like rushing into things, right? We, we don't <laughs> want to do that. You know, I think I met you in 2015. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because it, it, it's a funny story. Um, I was uh, – working as a sales manager at Harley-Davidson of Indianapolis. And I think by this time, probably, Aaron, by the time you reached out, I'd moved over and was the uh, marketing director and special events coordinator. Um, yep. and, and I can't, did, did you reach out to me on social media? I'm not, I can't remember for sure. Um, I want to say I showed up at the, you were having uh, the... At the jump start. That's yeah, uh, kind of yeah. like a motorcycle trip. But you'd reached out to me before that because we kind of communicated back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah. or something. But I, and I don't remember what it was about. Yeah, it was about our Amzo products. This is what. That's you know, I, yep. now that I think that's uh, probably right. And uh, Aaron is an Amsoil dealer, a very successful Amsoil dealer. In fact, he's a uh, he's the reason I myself am an Amsoil dealer. And, and that's a story we can get into another time. But uh, yeah, you were reaching out just trying to uh, see about getting Amsoil into that dealership, and unfortunately. Uh, it was already there through somebody else. Right. Uh, but I think yeah, you showed up. I had the uh, I had the jump start. And if you're not sure what that is, think of a uh, a motorcycle with a rear wheel on a treadmill, and it's pretty cool. It's it's locked down to where it can't move, but it gives people the chance to kind of climb on a motorcycle and rev the throttle and, and, and you you know go through the gears of the clutch and kind of get the sensation of riding in a in a safe way. And I had that out at a, a Chewy's, Chewy's a yeah. Tex Mex restaurant. Yep. And you said you were coming, and I was like, ah, okay, yeah, sure. I don't know that. I still didn't know you were, but. <laughs> And sure enough, you showed up and, and kind of struck off a friendship from there. So that's been, what, six years now? Yeah, 2015, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. Time goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, the reason uh, I, I wanted to, uh, to to bring you into this, and I want to share with some other folks here, is uh, Aaron is kind of on a similar trajectory as myself. You know, this, this podcast started off as a beer league hockey podcast. And, uh, gosh, it's been uh, six months ago now, I guess. Uh, not even quite that long, probably five and a half months ago. Aaron started playing beer league hockey. And uh, at the time, we'd been on hiatus from uh, from, from doing this show. And uh, you started playing, and, man, just kind of took to it and kind of became obsessed like I did. And, you know, when it came time to start thinking about, hey, we need to get this podcast going again. We had some folks. We'd start building a little bit of a following. Some folks were listening, and, and uh, we need to get back on it. So it just kind of seemed like a, a natural thing uh, to jump on. But. And Aaron, I thought you could probably bring a little different perspective to not only hockey, but um, you, you kind of 
grew up not being a, a stick and ball sports kind of guy. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, I tried, let's see, when I was a little kid, my parents put me in baseball and uh, I was horrible at it. Uh, I played um, left field, mostly left out, but um, <laughs> I, I rode, the, rode the pine quite a bit. Right. And I was horrible at it. Um, let's see. I think I had a batting average of like Point five three or something like that or zero five three yeah oh five three yeah point five three is pretty yeah. strong <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't hit the ball I tie, I just gave up you know I was totally done with trying to hit the ball so instead of hitting the ball I would just lean into the pitch and and, and get hit with the ball and get on base and man I drove a ton of runs in so you probably had a high on base percentage. yeah I would, I would constantly be hit with the ball and get on base it was you know, fine with me, but see in the money ball area, you, you would be you'd be playing pro ball somewhere because you don't mind <laughs> leaning in and taking one for the team, yeah. so to speak. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so what did you do there? You kind of you kind of drifted towards more towards the motor and power sports stuff, right? Absolutely. I I love the motocross side of things. It's a uh, it's an absolute blast. What you what you do first? Um, dirt bikes actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, two wheels is great. Um, the competitiveness, the 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 feeling of flight when you fly one of them things is uh, amazing. Um, four wheelers, I tried that too, and uh, those are awful. <laughs> you know, you you know, you can fly them just as far, but when you wreck, those things hunt you down. They they are they coming after you. Don't you. They? Yeah, they, you're gonna get run over by it. So so what was the first bike you remember having? Uh, let's see, my first bike. Um, motorized. Motorized. Let's see. Man, I've had a ton of them. Um. Man, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember the first one. Any one that comes to mind, one of your first memories is when you thought, "Yes, man, this is this oh. is really this is a hot ride." I got. Oh ride. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so went from a Suzuki SP125 to uh, actually branching out and buying a Honda CR500. Wow, that's and, that's a 125cc bike versus yeah. almost what three and a half times the size yeah. up to 500. That's pretty big. That's pretty absolutely, aggressive jump. Absolutely had no, no, uh, uh, let's see, no business being on that bike <laughs> at all. That somebody was going to get killed on that thing. So <laughs> how old were you when all this was happening? Uh, probably sixteen, seventeen, somewhere okay. in that area. So yeah, old enough that, and when, when like you're seven or eight, you were mm. you're old enough that. Yeah. Did, did you know at the time that man, maybe, maybe this wasn't such a great idea? Or? It was a bad idea from the start. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh, later on down the road, I, I sold that thing and bought a Honda CR250, and we called that the bone breaker because yeah. uh, it was just as bad as the 500, only it's a 250. So, of course, no, I can handle that. you know. But <laughs> I've seen more people get destroyed on that thing than... <laughs> Yeah. I've done the math. This should be easy. It's yeah. half. What's the big deal? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what so so injuries? Tell tell everybody what are we talking about? You say it's a bone breaker. Well, everybody that rode that bike ended up with uh, broken ribs, broken wrist, broken collarbones. Um, I seen a man a man f- fly through the air and ram his head and neck. And shoulder blade into the ground so hard that it t- it knocked off his tied work boots. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, that was uh, that, 
Is the kid, this guy still walk? I'm so, sitting there laughing. Can he walk? Is he all right? So here's here's the funny story about that. So this man's name was Chris, and uh, when that happened, we were in Michigan City at the Silver at the Michigan City Prison Sand Dunes, and he uh, was actually chasing me through the through the sand dunes. I was on my four wheeler at the mm-hmm. time as well, and uh, when that happened, um, we had to go back and get my buddy Steve to pick up the four-wheeler and bring the bike back at the same time. Right. So uh, later on, we put Chris in the truck, and uh, while he was in the truck, I was like, ah, let me give him one more ride, you know. So <laughs> You're fine. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. good. So Chris ended up being in the truck, and not long after that, I had crashed into part of a tree after flying off the dune and uh, <laughs> broke my collarbone at the same time. So we went to uh, – uh, This see. is long before Fail Army and yeah. the Internet and yeah. all this stuff. Absolutely. So there's, there's no documentation of this. Lest anyone think that, that the stuff they see on those uh, those videos are, are new things. These things have been happening forever. Just nobody had a, a cell phone camera. Absolutely. Thank, <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness. And so the uh, – Later on in the evening, we went to our friend's house, and both of us were sitting there in you know, tremendous pain, but looking at each other and going, if you go to the hospital, you're a sissy. <laughs> and, you know, if you go to the hospital, you're a sissy. So Chris ended up having to go to the hospital. No. Yeah, hard to believe. You, you think? <laughs> so fast forward some years. What had happened was that when he broke his collarbone, it had shoved a bone over and it was causing, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the pressure would actually put Chris to sleep. So we Some could be... kind of a nerve thing? Yeah. So you, <laughs> we'd be uh, riding around in his car. He had a really awesome Ford Mustang uh, 460 four-speed, and he'd just fall asleep at stoplights. And we went to a Ted Nugent concert, and we were front row, and... Ted come out and there was Chris standing up asleep, you know, just. But hey, he wasn't a sissy, right? He's not <laughs> a that. He is a tough dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you don't know who Ted Nugent is, number one, you need to look it up. Uh, the Motor City Madman. If if you've ever been to a Ted Nugent concert, to say they're loud is probably mm. the biggest understatement we'll make all day. I'll never forget. Uh, they used to have this thing in Indian. I know this thing traveled all over the country, but it was called Rib Fest. They'd find some big municipal park somewhere, and they'd have uh, – I, I call them nostalgia acts. One night it would be Night Ranger, and then you'd have Hootie and the Blowfish. And we're talking in the last eight or ten years, you know, after these bands had kind of hit their peak. And Ted Nugent was always kind of the headliner for about four or five years straight. And this has been like uh, 2003, 2004, so fairly recently. Well, I guess not. It's been 17 years. But it, <laughs> Ted, Ted Nugent was at the pinnacle of his success as a solo artist in the 70s, and then he had a little, he had a lot of success with Damn Yankees mm-hmm. in the 80s. But anyway, uh, my wife and I, Judy, we go see Uncle Ted. We want to hear yeah. Stranglehold, Cat Scratch Fever. Yep. Uh, Great the, White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Wanted to hear all that stuff. So we're, we're hanging out. Everybody's eating ribs and drinking beer, and you get those silly little tickets and all that crazy stuff. You've heard Ron White do the comedy bit about the little coupons. 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 <laughs> but we're standing there, and, and I, I'm, at this point, I'm 40-some years old. I'm, I'm long past the i got to be in the front row crap. It's like, I'm back here. I can see good. I, can, I know I can hear fine. I can hear you'd be on the south side of town, and we'd hear him just fine. 
all's good. And then I'll be damned to look over here. It's this two uh, couple. They were probably in their mid to late 20s. Uh, you know, his little uh, button-down Oxford shirt, pushing the baby stroller, and, and they're going right up to the front of the stage. And I'm looking at that, going, "What is this guy? What are these people doing? A little, you know, little uh, toddler. I think I don't think a year old in the stroller, pushing their way up to the front of the stage. I'm going, this is not going to end well at all. No. I don't remember what the first song was, but I don't think it was. You know, two minutes into it, you saw those people come peeling back out of their kid, just screaming. Probably, it's got some kind of brain damage now from from the uh, from the sound waves coming out of that. But uh, yeah, that just insane. Uncle Ted is uh, to fall asleep in the front row of a Ted Nugent yeah. concert. That that's saying something. Yeah. So, did he ever get it fixed? That's what everybody. Yeah. The question everybody wants to know is, did he get it fixed or no? Absolutely. He uh, <laughs> ended up for a while with a halo on his head. You know, right to, to get everything straightened back right. out. Yeah, but. He wasn't a sissy. I'm he wasn't a sissy, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So what else? You did power sports. You also big uh, been into the shooting sports, right? Yeah, absolutely. What do you do? Um, I like to do the clay pigeons. And uh, my daughter and I, we shot on a trap league when we lived up northwest Indiana. Right. Haley? And, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. I, she's graduated, and I hadn't seen Haley in two or three years probably. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I just can't imagine seeing her holding a shotgun. Oh, she's, she's a tiny little thing. She's rough, man. She can. <laughs> so we, like I said, we shot on a trap league, Griffith, Griffith, Indiana, Isaac Walton league, and uh, she had some. She had some great teachers. Her, her friend Polly sure, sure uh, kind of mentored her. And, right. And uh, you know, she started out with 410 shotgun, and you know, it's tough to tough to hit a clay pigeon with a 410 because like there's a Eight little pellets in yeah. that thing, you know. Yeah, it's got to spread about the size of your pinky. Right. Might, might as well be shooting it with a pistol. Yeah, so she did very, very well. And then uh, we moved her up to a 20-gauge, and she does very, very well with that. And actually, she we went back up um, a few years ago, maybe mm-hmm. two years ago, and did a turkey shoot with them. And, then, and she won a turkey and then got to exhibition shoot against her former mentor paul oh wow and actually beat him wow so yeah she's she's pretty awesome with the with the firearms that's pretty cool yeah so uh we enjoy that and uh now you mentioned turkey shoots all right never done it never i I shot trap for the first time literally in my backyard uh two summers ago uh some friends had some other friends coming from out of town and they said hey i like to shoot so they say can we come over so out there blasting away and i thought ah that looks like fun i'm gonna give it a try it, it was really fun. It was mm-hmm. quite enjoyable. Um, what exactly is a turkey shoot? I think I know, but I don't want to say anything because I, if I don't know, I'm sure there's other people out there listening going, eh, I've heard of that. I've never looked it up or asked. What's a turkey shoot? So turkey shoot is usually put on like by a VFW or right. something that's, like that. That's what they do here in town, okay. Whitestown. Right? And they put, I don't know, maybe between eight, ten boards up, and they put targets on the mm-hmm. boards. And then they, it's usually like $5 a shell so to, to raise the money for right. whatever the VFW so is. So they're typically sometimes, it's, they're usually in conjunction with some kind of charity thing. Right. Okay, okay. So, and then uh, they give the signal and you get to pull the trigger and, and shoot the board. And basically it goes off of whatever pellet of the gun, mm-hmm. or of the round, right. is closest to the center, that person wins the turkey. So you can usually get choice of turkey or ham or bacon or whatever. So it is literally you are the prize is a turkey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's cool. I guess. 
I'm not sure you do with turkey in the middle of September, but that you know, turkey's good anytime, I guess. Absolutely. They're usually <laughs> held more in the fall type area. Though. Yeah, now that I think about it, because I, I would see the science board up all the time here. Uh, I, I live in Whitestown. We're recording right now in my uh, palatial shop here uh, at the uh, Hollingsworth Racing Headquarters here mm-hmm. in beautiful Whitestown, Indiana. Uh, I'll save the trouble looking it up. Uh, Whitestown is uh, kind of part of Zionsville, Indiana, which is a suburb northwest side of Indianapolis, Indiana. <gasps> Aaron, you're actually from uh, the northern part of the state, but uh, yep. but a Hoosier boy as well. Whereabouts? Uh, Lowell, Indiana. So about 30 miles south of Gary, Indiana. And oddly, everybody's heard of Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Did Did you know Michael? Um. Yeah, we used to hang out when we were way, you know, <laughs> way way back. You know. Aaron, teach me how to shoot those turkeys, would you please? <laughs> Let me get the gun away from Tito. Hold That's on a minute. The... <laughs> Tito, put that down. You're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I just want everybody to kind of get a little bit of background. I mean, so Aaron, you're kind of coming from the from the outdoor sports, uh, and and I mentioned here you, you started playing ice hockey. This was kind of your first, at least at, you know, in since what grade school, your first you know dive into competitive oh, yeah. team sports, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, growing up in northern Indiana, you must have been you know ice skating all winter and all that silly stuff, right? Uh, negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did I, I like that. three family. Type actually two of them were with you, right? But uh, so that would leave one family, uh, you know, rent the rink type night, right. and that's my my whole ice skating career right there was twice with TJ and once up north, you know, and I hadn't been on a pair of skates or whatever, you know, and let's see, uh, many headaches later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to kind of give a, a little bit of a, and I want to kind of fill in some of the blanks from our, from our last broadcast. Um, COVID obviously threw everything for Lou. And we had just, uh, Dave and I just got this podcast kind of up and going and we were, <clears throat> excuse me, I need a cough button. I don't have one. I just have to turn my stuff down here, but I'm <laughs> sure your mic is still picking that up. It's uh, it's allergy season and I am Fleming. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, with, when COVID hit, we just kind of got on a groove where we were, we were putting out our, our podcast pretty regularly. And, of course, everything shut down. And when you're not playing beer league hockey, you run out of stuff to talk about real quick. Um, you know, that was then. You know, fast forward to when we finally got back up and playing. And uh, I kind of put myself in a little bit of a pickle. Uh, you can go back, and I don't know if they were any of the episodes you've listened to, but one of the episodes uh, we revolved around not being that guy, the guy that takes the game too serious and plays like, you know, every beer league game is game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. You know, after me railing on and I railed. I railed hard. I was telling them, you know, don't do that. Don't be that jack off, blah, blah. And I, before I knew it, became that guy. Uh, kind of the big wake-up call was when I got thrown out of a beer league game for yelling at my teammate. <laughs> Which is absolutely funny because uh, the guy I was yelling at, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say his name because I don't, I don't know if he wants me to, to, to talk about it like this or all, but uh, it, as a motorcycle going by, like I said, we have the shop doors open right now because it's a little hot and humid. So that's a, it's a, it's a Harley Davidson rolling up State Road 32 outside of my house here. But Sounded good. It did sound good. Good exhaust. Sound like a Vans Heinz though. Ground Pounders, I think. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it came out, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, we, he and I, since we played our first session together on the same team, and we just yelled at each other, just kind of out of fun. And we'd had a breakaway once, and, and he was on the left side. I'm coming up the right. And as I was skating up, we kind of hit the point where I was like, okay, it's too late to pass. He's going to shoot. So I'm kind of positioning my you know my body and my eyeballs for a rebound. 
Then out of nowhere comes a puck slide across the crease. Of course, by the time I got it, I'm behind the net. He passed it way too late. So on the bench, I go, hey, but I say, hey, if, uh, if that happens again, either pass it sooner or go ahead and shoot, you know, and I'll be there for the rebound. And uh, later in the game, uh, same thing happened. Same thing. I oh, looked no. up and I go, hey, he's not going to pass it. And sure enough, he did. And I just lost it. It, it. We did a shift change after that. So as we're skating back to the bench, I'm just going, blah, blah. I'm just chirping the guy to death. And what was funny is as we're stepping onto the uh, onto the bench, uh, ref comes up. Will comes skating up behind. I hear the whistle blow, and he goes, you, game misconduct. You're out of here. And I've got my back to it. And I'm like, oh, man, what happened? I'm thinking, you know, while I was climbing off the ice, somebody must have, you know, tomahawk chopped somebody across the face with a stick. So I'm turning around going, what? What happened? What happened? He's standing there looking at me. He goes, you, out of here. I'm not going to put up with that. I go, put up with what? It, I had no idea what I'd done. It, you know, I, I knew what I did, but I didn't realize he was – and I'm like, what? And he, oh, he was so mad. He goes, he wouldn't tell me what I did. I just kept going, Will, I'll leave. Just tell me what did I do? What did I do? And I finally <laughs> and I found out it was kind of a it's kind of a wake-up call. And I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. We're in a league that doesn't keep records, stats, or anything else. This is insane. So I, I personally needed just to take a step back. And uh, it kind of clear my head uh, and kind of get things back on track. And, and, and I, I feel a lot better about it. I'm certainly having much more fun than I was uh, at that point. But that's kind of one of the reasons the podcast kind of went away for a little while. But uh, the reason I bring that all back around is, I mean, Aaron, I, if you want to talk about this, great. If you don't, that's cool, too. But there was a you know, pretty significant thing happened in your life, and, and you kind of were, you know, kind of decided to kind of prioritize some things. And I know getting healthy uh, yeah, was absolutely. one of those things in your life. And uh, it, it was a great story. You know, I'm kind of following this on social media. And we, we were chatting a little bit, but you are very, very active on Facebook. Where, where do people find you on social media real quick? Uh, social media, racing promo, synthetic oil rocks, or racing promo underscore synthetic oil rocks. And uh, I, I believe my – have to look at Go my ahead. Pull, pull it up. <laughs> While you're pulling that up, I'll, I'll continue the story. But, yeah, you had uh, you, you'd lost a bunch of weight, and I think you mentioned some words to the effect of, I've, you know, I'm, I'm still good, but I've kind of plateaued and I've hit a spot. And I kind of just kind of half-jokingly because Central Indiana, if you're not already playing hockey, you don't know anything about it. So I said, hey, you got to come play hockey with us. You know, just kind of tongue-in-cheek. Didn't expect even to reply to it, let alone say anything. But and what did you say? Let's do it. I'm in. To which my reply – I didn't type this. Mine was like, oh, shit. I'm kind of responsible for this now. Oh, man. what? A, uh, and fortunately, I, I just collected enough gear over the time. I said, hey, I, I got everything but skates. And, and you went out and got some skates. And yeah, you've kind of been on fire ever since. I mean, I we if you go, uh, I, I think it's on your Instagram. If you go to uh, Midlife Hockey Crisis Instagram, if you follow us there, you'll see that we did change the name. It's now Midlife Sporting Crisis. Um, but – uh, you can go there, and we actually filmed your first time in gear on skates, yeah. which uh, was, what, your fourth time on ice in your entire life. Yeah. It was great. We skated for – we did a stick and puck, which uh, if you're not familiar with hockey terms, that is uh, open – as an open gym for, uh, for for hockey players. And uh, you went a whole hour, and you didn't you didn't fall down until the very end of the day. And I think when you're getting a little cocky and – Yeah. In a good way, you're just having fun, so you start swinging the stick a little harder and this, that, and the other, and finally lost your balance on it. But. So, uh, oddly, I did set up a – uh-oh. I don't know. Keep oh, going. There we go. Still, I don't know what that was. but So, I got nothing. Huh. Oh, oh there, there it is. There I is. don't know what that was all about. But. So, I did set up a TikTok account just to, to follow my hockey uh, career, as we would like to call it. And uh, so, if you wanted to check that out, it's uh, MXRacer125 is my TikTok. And uh, you can see lots of videos of me just basically 
bouncing myself off the ice. <laughs> but the the video that TJ mentioned of of my first time in, on the ice oddly has 1,527 views. <laughs> so that's kind of it's pretty cool. That's not bad. I mean, for yeah, I, it's certainly not the uh, the social media influencers with a gazillion followers. Right. They, God God help us if that ever happens. But uh, it, it, it's kind of neat. And Aaron, you you kind of are, are kind of doing this thing. And kind of the spirit of this podcast when we started is just a beer league thing was to inspire people to play hockey. But uh, as that kind of went along, and you know, and it's the other things in my life changes. Like you know what. Uh, I, I just see it time and time again. I'm, I'm sure yes, everyone's done the same thing. You know, we're all kids. We grew up wanting to be dreams. I wanted to race in the Indianapolis 500. That was it. driving race cars was the only thing. Not sure what our uh, where our audio problems are coming from, but so sorry about that if you're listening live. But uh, you know, I wanted to drive race cars. Uh, I wanted to play hockey as a kid. Um, couldn't do that, so I had to wait till I was an adult. But you have all these things you want to do, and then before you know it, uh, you're married. Uh, you, you having kids, you're, you're trying to support your family, build a career and this, that, and the other, and kind of all this stuff gets shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an empty nester now for 10, 12 years coming up on that. What is going on here? I don't know. I don't know, but it's hmm, interesting. All right. Um, you're gonna, you're about to be an empty nester. Yeah, your, your daughter Hit was about to go to Indiana University. So kind of idea was I don't care what your passion is, whether it's fly fishing, you know, motorsports, hockey, cycling, you know, name it, tennis, golf, whatever, that, you know, it's never too late to go back. It's never too late like you're doing to try something new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I cannot believe, you know, uh, I tried to, you know, so let's go back just a minute. So I basically did this out of health reasons. Mm-hmm. My, my blood sugar was... You know, I weighed 255 pounds. My blood sugar was... And, and tell her about how tall you are, just uh, so you can add some context. 5'9", basically. And uh, like I said, 255 pounds. Most of it was in my uh, second and third chin. <laughs> but <laughs> So anyways, uh, it just didn't feel so good, you know. And I actually was starting to have some vision problems. Like I said, mm-hmm. my, my, uh, my blood sugar was way off the charts. And... Uh, I was like, man, I got to do something. So I go to the doctor because, you know, if you have a CDL, you have to get your annual physical. And that's a celebrated list. I mean, I know what a CDL All is. All right, commercial driver's license. Okay. You know, so I that's for like driving big rigs. and Yeah, you know, I can drive whatever, you know, maybe a tank if they would let me. But <laughs> but anyways, uh, so uh, I went to the doctor to get my physical, and they were like, uh, sorry, bro, you're not, we're not redoing this. And I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean we're not redoing this? And, uh, so they're like, you, you got to get your blood sugar under control. Either, either get on the get on the medicine, or you know, just drop down to a regular license. And I'm like, sorry, I got a I right. got a, a job that requires me to have the commercial motor vehicle license, so I couldn't couldn't do that. And I am not one for any type of medication, right. nor am I the type to go to the doctor. So uh, I decided that change. Not change, do a lifestyle change, right? And cut out all sugar as much as possible. Uh, stop drinking Mountain Dews and you know, and strictly water, and just just go cold turkey. And uh, I brought it down to my blood sugar down to a 5.6, which is still considered pre-diabetic, but 
uh, they were like, well, if you can, and that was you within were, six. You were trending in the right direction. Yeah. So, uh, they liked, so right? from from October to the six month checkup, I had brought it from whatever it was, eight point three, I think it was, right, to the five point six, and uh, they were like, well, you're still pre diabetic, so you can uh, still get on this medicine. I'm like. I'll do something else. Just give me a little bit more time and let me do something else. And that's when TJ approached me to, to you know, take up the hockey. And I was like, well, this ought to get it. So, <laughs> so. And you can go back and listen to some of our uh, our other episodes. I mean, I, ice hockey. Uh, again, I I originally got into it to stay in shape over the winter months for uh, for for motorsports. I was racing shifter carts and and I've got a race car now. We'll talk about that later, but. Uh, you know, my whole thing, and I was just, I couldn't believe how it was just a head-to-toe workout. I mean, just, just standing up on skates uh, is such a core workout. Then you throw everything else in. I, I know I'm in the best cardio. That My heart's never been this healthy. My heart and lungs, I've never had cardio like I've got now. Yeah. Not even close. It's, it is, you're, you're drowned for, what do, what do we play, an hour? Yeah. And uh, you are drowned in sweat. You know, there's, it's it just, like you said, it's absolute, you use every muscle in your body. And just to give people some idea of what we're talking about again, I, I we're we're going to be we'll talk about beer league hockey and rec league hockey a lot because both of us play and we play year round, um, so you're going to hear a lot of that. But just to give you some idea, I, there's a there's a great app that works with the uh, with an Apple Watch. It's called the Hockey Tracker app, and it will track all of your uh, your biometrics, your uh, your heart rate, uh, your VO2 max, which essentially tells you how efficiently your your lungs are functioning. Uh, how far you've skated, speed, things like that. And I'm looking at this, and this is for the last game that you and I played. Um, average heart rate was 168 BPM over the course of an hour, an hour to average of 168. I mean, that's a pretty heavy-duty anaerobic workout. Uh, the max heart rate, 189. Uh, the other thing, dude, that, that I like about this is, uh, and I'm kind of going off on the tangent here, I suppose, but uh, your heart rate recovery, meaning when you when you max your heart rate out, how quickly does it recover? And it'll, how you know how far does it come down is is huge. And if you can get that uh, above 36, that's considered excellent. And uh, last time out, we were I was at 34, so that means I was kind of just rolling at 150, and it would spike at 184, you know, like when we'd be sprinting down the ice or whatever. But it's just so hard to find anything, uh, you know, especially in the gym, to be able to do that kind of a workout. Impossible. I mean, yeah. to go for an hour, you just you, I can't do. It. I get bored as you know. But the game, you're doing this work. You don't even really realize you're doing it because you get so caught up in the game and the action. Yeah, it's it's absolute blast. Um, I will say that I don't have an Apple Watch, so I don't have that app yet. But uh, my heart rate will probably be a little bit lower than TJ's, being that I spent some time in the penalty box. You did, you did, you uh, you managed to get. Now to give you some idea, talk a little bit about in in, in uh, hockey is very regionalized, meaning we have in the United States a hockey belt, which is going to be. North Dakota, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, you know, and then the Northeast. That's considered the hockey belt, where hockey is there as big as it is in Canada. It's just everybody plays. But when you get down and around to here, it's a little different. So when we talk about D-League hockey in central Indiana, we're talking absolute novice, beginners, people like yourself. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I started in D-League. I, I bumped up, but I actually came back to play D-League this session so I could play with you guys. And so we're talking very, very basic. And, and you do a half an hour where you work with a coach and you do drills and you kind of learn some basic fundamentals. And then you play with the same person that coached you as your quote-unquote referee, you know, just kind of keeps the flow of the game and, you know, calls icings and all sides and all that stuff. 
But um, yeah, you managed to do something very few people get to do in a in a in a in an instructional league, and that's get a penalty. <laughs> Yeah, which uh, which I think you posted it on your uh, on your Instagram, right? So, so if you want to see what that's all about, there's there's this great uh, service called Live Barn, which has a, a panoramic camera. So after we play a game, you can then go back and, and watch how how terrible you are. Uh, my favorite is always how you know you think you're just out there skating, you know, at 100 miles an hour, and then you look at it, and you see somebody pushing a broom on the boards, actually passing you on the on <laughs> yeah. the concrete while you're skating. But yeah, you managed to get a penalty all in in a in a uh, beer league game there in a in yeah. a rec league game. Congratulations! I, I didn't. I don't think I said that. Yeah, I was thinking. I wonder how many people have actually spent time in the penalty box in rec league hockey. I was trying to think about this. I played. I played the D league we're in now. Before this, I played. I played. Uh, Five games in the first session I ever signed up for, and then I broke my ankle, so I was out of that. So I finished that in the summer, so we'll count that as one. And I think I played – so I played two full sessions. I can only – I think I can remember one other person having that happen to him. And it was so egregious. It was kind of – at the time it was Jordy Trottier who was uh, running, and he kind of like goes – he kind of shrugged his shoulders. It was like, I have to, dude. You literally reached out with your stick and – you know, hacked his feet and knocked him down. So it was kind of one of those kind of deals. But, yeah, it was, uh, that was uh, interesting to say the least. Yeah, apparently you cannot check somebody in D-League hockey. Well, in D-League, let's put this, there's no intentional checking. <laughs> yeah. Because there's something, uh, it's my favorite question about uh, about rec league hockey and beer league hockey. Well, do you guys hit each other? It's like, well, yeah, but not on purpose. It's usually because somebody couldn't stop. And it's, the collision is usually fu- uh, pre- preceded by, Look out! Look out! Look out! Yeah. Or game like I did, where I uh, went in and scored, and I peeled off to to, to get out of the way, and, and <laughs> one of our forwards was had his head turned watching the puck go in, and we just I, he shoots, he scores, and we crash. So after the goal, our celebration was laying flat on our back, trying to get back up and and look cool while doing it. Yeah, well, I I can honestly say that I really didn't see that guy. However, I did hit him and push him into the wall, and then. You know, it kind of fell on top of him. But I probably would have got away with it had I not stood up and growled. <laughs> After I growled, it kind of were like, hey, uh, that looked intentional. Well, right on. Well, folks, uh, we're going to wrap this up here in just a second. Just to give you some insight with Aaron's background and kind of more outdoor sports, power sports, and things like that. And as I mentioned here uh, a few moments ago, uh, in case you missed it, if you're not following uh, any of my social medias, you can find us on Midlife uh, Racing Crisis. You can find us on uh, – we still on Instagram or Midlife Hockey Crisis, but that will change here very shortly. Um, I bought a Formula race car, and if you don't know what that is, a Formula race car is uh, is an open wheel, open cockpit. Think of an Indy car or a Formula One car uh, without the wings and with substantially less horsepower, but that gives you some kind of a visual. And uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, as that progresses, it's actually as we sit here, Aaron and I are sitting at a table uh, with all of our recording gear, and the race car is literally, what, three feet behind yeah, me here? absolutely. Still uh, looks cool. Still looks cool. I, I did. I finally cleaned it. I We pulled the motor out of it. Logan Miller, who's another guy I race with, uh, he'll be on the show here for too long, but uh, we took the motor out. The motor's out being gone through. Finally cleaned it and washed it, and I can't believe how much better it looks like that, but uh, it's in the process of being rebuilt. Maybe we'll get it out this season. Maybe not. I'm not really sure what the situation is. But I can't tell if this is just a situation. See, we're, I, I don't know if you can hear this. Every once in a while, we're getting this waves of distortion. I don't know if it's 
uh, coming from the mixer here we're using. If that's making it out on air, if it's just in our headphones, but that's better than. Anyway, so uh, you know we're going to be talking about motorsports. We're going to have some motorsports guests on. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some other the the outdoor sports. You know, the kind of in Aaron's wh- uh, wheelhouse. They're yeah. going to include power sports, uh, shooting, fishing. Uh, you're a bow hunter. You like to do a lot of uh, archery stuff. Um, you know, we're just going to cover everything. I want this to be a little more inclusive than, than just hockey because, quite frankly, unfortunately, not enough people play hockey, and, you know, that's that's not what this podcast is about anymore. This is about trying to inspire and motivate people to, to go out and try something new. Great country song, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Well, that's kind of the, the kind of our creed here with the, with the new Midlife Sporting Crisis podcast. And uh, we're going to wrap things up. Aaron, any parting words before we call it a show? Uh, just – Get out there and do something. You know, it, it only takes a minute to try something new, and you, you might just like it. You, you never know. So make sure you follow us there. Uh, jump over on Instagram. Hit us up at Midlife Hockey Crisis. That name will change, as I said earlier. Hey, but drop us a you know, dr- slide in our DMs. I think that's what the Whoa. kids say, right? Whoa. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hey, let us know what you're doing. If you got any questions, about anything we talked about, or you know, just share some pictures of some cool stuff you're doing. We'd love to talk about it. Maybe even have you on as a guest. Uh, you know, we're, we're wide open to anything. Uh, some upcoming guests we're working on getting. Got a uh, got a young lady uh, who packs parachutes for Top Fuel or Funny Car. Oh, um, I thought the picture was Funny Car. Okay, Funny Car. That's a 300 plus mile an hour race car. Goes from standing stop to 300 plus miles an hour in less than a quarter of a mile. And yeah, those things need a parachute to stop. And when those parachutes don't work, bad things happen. We're gonna talk to the young lady that actually packs the parachutes for one of those teams. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine who is a uh, golf instructor and does uh, custom golf clubs. We're going to talk to Tony. Hmm? I don't know. I don't remember. She's oh. your friend. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so we we just you know we're going to cover all kinds of different stuff. And if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or you think you might be a good guest on here, uh, leave us a message there in the direct message. Uh, you can catch us here on Podbean. Best bet though really is the social media is to hit us up. Uh, Midlife Racing Crisis. Uh, Midlife Hockey Crisis. You can hit Aaron at Synthetic underscore oil dot rocks negative whatever negative. <laughs> they'll uh, find you just, if yeah. you type synthetic oil rocks in there you, you will come up just do a google search on that yeah. i know aaron social media stuff will come up but uh we'll, we'll we'll answer you know we'll get to everybody just as quick as we can again uh appreciate you bearing with us hopefully uh this sounded okay we'll go back and listen to it and probably cringe at the sound <laughs> quality but uh we'll get the bugs worked out it's gonna take a little time on that appreciate your patience love to hear from you don't forget to, if you are a beer league player make sure you visit the hockey arsenal.com uh great beer league sticks uh you know i i i call them you know they're, they're higher level sticks at a beer league price and for guys like us on beer league budgets uh love my jealousy uh score goals with that stick love it can't uh, say enough good things about the hockey arsenal. Between TJ and I, we have uh, all three of the sticks. Yeah, I, we, I own every one of those sticks, and, yes, I paid for them. Thank you, and thank you, Andy. Uh, he did give me a cool jersey, though, man. Those things are badass. But, anyway, I digress. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're going to try and get these things up about once every week to ten days. Don't hold me to that because life gets in the way. But appreciate you listening. Share it.